Hey guys, it's Andrea, and welcome to Trekkie and Beyond. This season, we are hanging out in the lower decks. Are you excited to see what shenanigans they get up to? Because we are. So stick around and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Trekkie and Beyond, a Star Trek podcast. I'm Anika. And I'm Andrea, and welcome to episode one of season four of Lower Decks. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. It is T W O V I X. T box. T W O V I X. Because my phonetic pronunciation says no. And in this season premiere of Lower Decks, my lovely show, um, the Cerritos Ensigns must assist a caretaker on a voyage of historical significant ship. Did you get that? A voyage of a historically significant ship. <laughs> I love little word puns. So let's go ahead and get into it. Monica, what is your initial thought of the season premiere of Lower Decks season four? Um, my initial thoughts are it's a comedy of errors, which is my recipe for success for Lower Decks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just what it is. Um, they go through a series of adventures, but this time with the Voyager. And in the end, I was like, oh, I need to rewatch Voyager because this looks so much fun and it's been a long time. So it reconnected me with a show that I haven't seen in a few decades. <laughs> what about you? I thought, wow, they're actually making me think about an ethical dilemma. And it's also a lot of fun and it's also a lot of laughs. And I didn't realize how much I missed them. Um, like, I really missed a true full Lower Decks episode, so I loved it, um, but I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, wait, should you do that? That's an ethical dilemma. Oh, my gosh, Voyager, what did you do? So I'm so excited to go ahead and get into this discussion, um, a deep dive, if, you, if I will, of this episode. Go back to our deep dive episodes. Go watch them. So... <laughs> The opening scene that we have is basically the Cerritos is heading, heading towards a secret quote unquote mission um, for a for a mission that has been heavily classified and redacted. And there's no much is no like information about it until they get really close. And we see Mariner, who tries to act like she's not a uh, Starfleet geek, freak out over the fact that she and, and her and Boyma and all of them are about to be on the USS Voyager. What did you think of the opening scene? Uh, first of all, it was a little suspenseful because the captain made it seem like this was some sort of classified mission. So I was starting to get a little stretched and I was like, oh, but typically Lower Decks is a little lighter. <laughs> like with this classified mission thing. It seems stressful. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was, it was fun. Um, it's just, I guess they're not supposed, it's under the cover until this, um, uh, museum is open to the public, mm -hmm. so they have to keep it on a download for a while. I will say, I didn't get that part. I didn't get why it needed to be undercover. Like, I get that it needed to be surprised, but I don't know. It made it seem like it was almost like state secrets. I was like, it's not a state secret, it's just a surprise. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then we also know that our other fun, instant love of our lives, um, and his purple hair, is up for promotion possibly and it's very interesting to see um brad to see boy miller i can't call him brad i'm so sorry i can't call him brad uh, to, 
to see Boimler almost go up for a promotion that he didn't go up for. Like normally he tries to like psych himself. I was like, oh my God, there's an opening here. There's an opening there. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And this time he is sort of approached with a possible promotion in the opening sequence as well. Um, and I thought that was pretty cute. And also like, yay, like you have been an ensign for three years so far. Like you do, or at least we've seen on the show for three years. Um, you do deserve to be promoted. You do you do deserve to get your flowers. And we're starting to see a little man grow up. What did you think about that part? Yes, he's um, up for promotion. And it looks like he was nervous in the, in the beginning, the opening scene, about spoiling it for himself. And that's part of this adventure for today. Because <laughs> he has a tendency of doing that. So let's go ahead and get into the meat of the episode. Um, because I guess one thing I always have to remember when we do Lower Decks is that it is a shorter episode. So <laughs> it's only like 30 minutes. And um, and we're so used to talking about the long, or at least watching the longer Star Trek episodes where it's like an hour worth of information and it's all like drama filled and you're stressed out. And so it was sort of like, interesting going back to a quick little watch you're just like oh wait episode's over already hold up let's run that back because i feel like i missed something um but this whole episode really was truly about finding and accepting yourself um at least for me that's what i thought for brad we see him trying to find and accept himself and be okay with him trying to go for promotion and then um in the ethical dilemma portion we see that uh, and with Tindy and with her new best friend, who does not want to be her best friend, but <laughs> with, when there's a Tindy, there's a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we see that they have their little almost dilemma of coming out of your Vulcanist and accepting and growing a little bit. And it's okay that you're on Starfleet. It's okay that you're not at the Vulcan Academy anymore, that you need to learn and grow and accept yourself. Um, and those come about because people are merging into themselves. Yeah, so we should introduce Taylin, and we were, I guess, formally introduced to her last season with, um, I don't know, she was uh, the Vulcan. It was the lower decks of all the other shows, of all the other, like, not shows, sorry, all the other, like, species. So we had the um Vulcan lower decks we had the Klingon lower decks and then we had a lower decks of some other ship as well um and it was showing how other people and other decks acted and when they had their like off times and stuff and Taylin is from that oh Taylin and Tendi hearts when there's a Tendi there's a way you're gonna be her new best friend <laughs> um and we see that she is not like Rutherford, where she is accepting of Tindy's brightness in the way that Rutherford does. Right, because she also thinks this is a temporary appointment for herself. She yeah. wants to prove to the Vulcans that she's smart and worthy and then head back there. So she doesn't. she's not as, I think, committed and invested in Starfleet. But we see that starting to maybe a hint of growth is changing within this yeah. episode because yeah. she's starting to see that it's okay to be different and okay to do things outside of the Vulcan way 
And it doesn't make you less to not be with other Vulcans. Yes. Because though we do need a Vulcan brain, because <sighs> as the Cerritos does, the Cerritos is synonymous, synonymous with hodgepodge of mishaps. <laughs> and to this hodgepodge of mishaps is a transport accident stemming from the Voyager. It's almost a callback to a Voyager episode of a of two different, in this case, um, Dr. Ta'an and Billups from engineering merge accidentally in the transporter and like merge into one whole new being, which comes up of the title T-W-O-V-I-X because I cannot pronounce it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and those the new person being a sentient being. So normally sometimes you see a transport, we almost think of them as being like, okay, you're still Tendi and you're sorry, you're still Dr. Ta'ana and you're still Billups. And you're you both have your like separate thoughts, but you're sharing a body, so you want to be separated. <clears throat> but this guy is a whole new person, is a is like he has the same memories of Billups and Dr. Ta'ana. But he calls himself a new name. He goes by a new uh, persona and he considers himself one person and does not want to be separated, regardless of the fact that he exists because two people merged. And how, what's the, what's the ethical dilemma of, do you listen to this person's bodily autonomy and say, we're not going to split you up because they want to be the person that they are now? Or do you make them who they used to be because... They were two other different individuals. Lord X, I didn't expect you to make me think about ethical dilemmas of what to do. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> this is similar to a Strange New World episode from last season where Spock, the ethical dilemma about Spock and his humanness and whether uh, the alien species that that took out his Vulcanist was like, was doing the right thing and so forth like that. So it's kind of similar. It's a stretch, but yeah, both ethical dilemmas. What did you think of the dilemma? Did you think they should have separated or do you think they should have kept them together? Oh, I think they should have separated because they started out separately and um, it was an accident that merged them together. That is true. And then everyone else got forcibly. Is Because <laughs> it's very interesting, the person who got merged. You had a medical person and you had the engineering person. Two very, very, very smart people merged into one, like, one being. So you had the medical smartness of, like, I know how the body works and how everyone's body in here works. I understand it. And then the engineering brain of, I know how to, I, I know how to work everything on this ship. So, like, I can make what I want to happen. <laughs> um, and we see that with this character uh, kidnapping the doctor who likes to use food puns. I'm so over those food puns. I'm so over those food puns. We see him merge the doctor with the captain. He's like, I need allies. I realize that no one's going to keep me alive by myself um, uh, if I'm by myself. As so he tries to turn the entire Cerrito ship into merged beings. But he doesn't just do it randomly. 
he does it by using like the medical knowledge of, oh, this person and this person will blend well together. This person and this person will blend well together. And it's like, there's a method to the madness. There's not just blending different people. And then also I noticed besides the whale and the, besides the dolphin and the man getting merged, they were merging men and women together. Like everyone who was merged with both a male and female got merged together. No males got merged together and no females got merged together. I didn't catch it in the first watch through. I caught it during the second walk through. So now that makes me think, is Bella still considered a virgin? <laughs> is he now going to be the king of his land? Because <laughs> he's been inside a woman now. <laughs> What? That is the rule. The rule is he has to be, he has to remain a virgin or he becomes the king of his planet. He's technically been inside of a woman. And he has all the memories of everything that Dr. Ta, uh, Dr. Ta'ana did. Are those like, does, does it count? No, because it didn't end with a happy ending. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is rated PG, so I won't go into that conversation. Okay, moving on. Hey, his mother brought it up first. <laughs> no, I was going to go into a deeper conversation about something else that we do not have time for today. Um, come back to Trekking Beyond After Dark for those conversations. <laughs> um, but we see that Taylin, instead of just like trying to keep them all separate, she's like, I'm going to be very analytical about this. I'm going to merge them all into one big like husk of a thing. And it's a horrible monster. Like there's just no, like there's no saving that. It's just an ugly little monster. Um, but it takes both her and Tendi working together. We needed uh, Taylin's analytical brain and Tendi's heart almost basically to separate the Cerritos crew and so backed into their individual pieces. The funny story is I was definitely waiting for one of the people who were merged to be like, I want to be merged again. I was expecting that to happen because I feel like that would have been a like a total ending to like a lower decks episode. Like I want to be merged again. I I like oh like we sometimes see Billups always being a, like that one episode we saw Billups being alone and eating by himself. And so sometimes it's like what if there was one person who felt so alone? It's like I finally had a friend. I want to be merged again. Or like putting the flower in like a little jar to keep it for later. Like I don't know. I expected that to happen with lower decks and that did not. Speaking of flowers, that was a big long journey that one little petal took <laughs> to land in the on um on Billups foot <laughs> at the just the right time for this transporter accident. What a coincidence. Cerritos is synonymous with mishaps. Because mm -hmm. they're hilarious. Um but then back on the Voyager we have um, Boimler and Rutherford going through a little bit of a dilemma. Oh, and, and a Mariner going through a dilemma of their own of a like ancient germ species. I wasn't even when, even when I rewatched it, I wasn't so, still sure what they were calling it. Like what it it just looked like a booger. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It just looked like a big booger. Like I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> like that's all my brain could think. It is supposed to be some like sentient ancient 
germ thing that is like alive and taking over the ship and like bringing a lot of the attractions of the Voyager ship back to life um, and like trying to control and take over the ship, which I thought was just like, oh, this is again, another Cerritos moment that's just could only happen on the Cerritos or only happen with the Cerritos crew, I should say. <laughs> you look, you want to say something. That macro organism, I think, is like a deep cut from the Voyager. But I kept thinking this curator and his historian that seemed to be way too passive in this whole <laughs> this whole thing. And he, uh, I, I wish he took more, I don't know, control of the situation. I feel like it shouldn't have been left up to two Hensons to try to work this all out. So it wasn't supposed to be left up to the two ensigns. Boimler just didn't free ransom. <laughs> um, Boimler only freed Rutherford. And Ransom's like, hey, let, get us out of here too. He's like, no time. I just need one. And he I need Rutherford. an engineer. Yeah, he just needs an engineer. Um, we see Mariner being a great friend to Boimler. And we see that Boimler becomes Boimler and overthinks and sort of messes up a lot. Um, and it comes out that is because he was afraid of moving forward because he didn't want to ruin their friendship again. And I thought that was really sweet. It's also shown, because sometimes in cartoons or adult animations, we never actually see the character grow sometimes. is like they're not meant to grow because they're supposed to always like be in that like drawn image thought process and we're seeing that these characters are growing and they're learning from their past mistakes and we also see that Mariner's like I wanted you to get promoted I told Ransom to promote you um and I'm loving seeing like their friendship grow in the way where she's not worried about being left behind like she was before and he's not really worried and he wasn't worried about not being promoted he was worried about losing his friendship and it was showing like how in the very beginning, she was like, why would you ever want to be promoted? And he's like, I would do anything to be promoted over my friendship. And how like they're both sort of like changing. And I sort of, I like that. They're growing, becoming besties for life. They're soulmates. Platonic soulmates, people. Not romantic, platonic soulmates. <laughs> yes. So Boimer, so Tendi was promoted last season. Um, mm -hmm. Not quite sure of Talen's rank. Um, and then Mariner, but I guess that doesn't happen until later next episode, but it's, they're all promoting up, but this is kind of a, like a good niche, this lower decks area. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when they're, they're part of the bridge crew then. And will they like replace them with other lower deckers or will they like change the, the tone in the show? Um, just thoughts. Well, so after the episode, we see that our crew, except for Rutherford, sorry, pour one out for my homie. Um, they all get an extra little pip. Um, and they're all sort of promoted to like the lowest level of lieutenant. So they're not like on the bridge, bridge crew yet, but they're like, if A, B, C, and D shift all mess up, then we're gonna like, then you're like D shift's understudy. <laughs> Like, that's how they sort of described it. Like, they were on the lowest tier of promotion. But sometimes we see them on the bridge. Like, when um, Captain Freeman was 
told about this secret miss this confidential or, or top secret mission mariner was stand, sitting right next to her as in the like the pilot's chair before she got promoted though so like when you said bridge crew i thought you meant like like the same level as like ransom and shacks and dr Ta'ana. no like on the bridge compared oh. to well yeah instance on the bridge all the time i thought you meant by like their same rank as like like quote bridge crew for people who are listening. I did quote marks bridge crew, like the higher leadership, like the, we have all the pips leadership. Yeah. I guess I didn't think that all ensigns were on the bridge. I mean, Aurora's an ensign and she's on the bridge. Right. She was a trainee. Yeah. Okay. It's making me completely think what I, my own definition of bridge crew. <laughs> Someone's doing a deep dive later people. If you cut to our deep dive episodes, go watch. <laughs> Shameless promotion of our own show. Um, so what was something else from this episode that like stood out to you? Uh, the mannequins of the crew from Voyager. So it was nice to see Harry Kim um, and Tuvok um, and a few others. So um, pretty cool to see to reminisce to walk down memory lane there this was a great episode of t-w-o-v-i-x um of showing how so funny story so one thing i thought about when i was listening when i was watching this episode was how they always do an a and b story and how sometimes they merge and sometimes they don't that's like how this one merged together at the very end. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we just see them like, oh, that your day sounded amazing. Or my day didn't do anything like that. They don't really merge just them having a drink at the end of the day. But this one merged together at the end with them getting their promotions. The story ended together. And like how both A and B stories both started off of the one story of them being on Voyager. So I thought that was... I mean, I may be overthinking it, but I thought that was cute. <laughs> oh, I, I like that a lot. I like the the merger of the of the A B storylines together, and I think that's it's tougher. I, I can imagine it would be a lot harder in writing, in writing that compared to just writing a, a sequence in which you follow the same characters throughout. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, go ahead. So, quick poll uh i would love to hear comments from the listening and watching audience about what other references of voyager they would like to have seen in this episode um and there was a lot of easter eggs that like we couldn't mention in this podcast but maybe you've noticed a few things and um share it share it out with us and what do you think of them being promoted do you think well, everyone but Rutherford so far, sadness. But like, he a G. He don't get there. We know he is. Um, and I will say, I thought I would see maybe a little more, um, not necessarily, what's the word when it came to Mariner getting her promotion? Um, I don't know. I thought I would have saw her accept that with a little bit more grace almost yes what do you what do you think guys do you think that mariner uh accepted that promotion in the in the normal way or was it out of out of character and i only say this because of all the props she was giving 
uh, Boimler, as I said earlier, it seemed like they were like she was growing, and it seemed like this part sort of like ignored everything she said in the in the earlier part of the episode when she was like talking. I know she was talking about Boimler, but it still made it seem like she was like on track for like supporting the promotion. She was like, "Yes, get it. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm so happy. I'm proud of you." And then when she got promoted, it's like everything regressed. And I don't know. I felt like that was. I feel like, I I don't know, it would have just been more of a, she would have been against the promotions more throughout the episode for her to act that way versus her to be so happy and proud of everyone and then freak out. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Let me know in the comments if you think I'm overthinking it. Yeah, that's a really good point you brought up because ever since I found out that her her roommate from Starfleet Academy is now the captain of a ship. It really makes me think about her career trajectory differently. Like she's been in <laughs> um, working with in the Federation for a long time and um, to have a peer that's at that level. So she, and she's clearly stated that she likes being in the lower decks. So what is it like also to then get this promotion or to see your friends move up and rank. And she's not. Cause we know that she's been demoted and like seasons one, two and three, she's been on multiple ships. She's been on different stations. She's held multiple ranks and she keeps getting demoted. So maybe it's a little bit of self-sabotage, but we will find out maybe in some future episodes. Any last thoughts before we end this? No, that's all. Okay. Well, as always, I'm Andrea. I'm Anika. And live long and prosper. Hey guys, it's Andrea. And if you love watching Star Trek and other science fiction TV shows, check out my book, Alindal. It's all about Aubriana, a young woman who finds herself on an alien planet in the middle of an intergalactic war all because the mother who she thought abandoned her was really a general in an alien army. Now she has to work with the stubborn prince and his family to get back to the peace she once knew. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, and wherever else you shop for your eBooks. And for my listeners out there, it's also available on Audible. For more information, check out my link tree in the episode description. I look forward to your readings. Now back to the episode. Hi, it's Benika again. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Trek It Beyond. This week's podcast was sponsored by the subscribe button. By using the subscribe button, you will receive notifications when new episodes of Trek and Beyond are released and your podcast app will add the episode to your playlist. Best of all, the service is free. Try it out. Subscribe to Trekking Beyond, a Star Trek podcast.